Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you to yet another episode of the Bald and Bonkers Show. On Saturdays and Sundays, check every inch of the web to find the latest episodes. The boys are everywhere, and no matter what anyone may try, they are here to stay. If the name hasn't warned you yet, then consider this as your viewer discretion advised. No one can restrain these two idiots, so here they come unleashed upon the world, only to become as insane as reality itself. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a very special guest joining us, psychic medium Patricia Hutchinson. She's quite the very background from what I've been able to yeah. read up on her before coming on to the show. So, what's that like? Chimes in the background there. I can yeah. hear. It. Oh, I felt all mystical there. I thought I thought I was getting yeah. a visitation yeah. from beyond. The energies are the energies are around us. Oh, I should probably put out my EMF meters then, just I'd, to keep an eye on things. I can feel it. <laughs> I can, I can feel the weirdness run about me. The it's kind of weird. I know, I right as the chimes started house. going off, it, you know, nah, they started I'll, getting a tingle yeah, in the air. Is. So this should be. I'll raise the volume down. Yeah. I've, I've got spirits around me. I can feel them. So this has got to be an interesting night. Mhm. I can't hear them too well. Yeah. Oh. Just gonna adjust yeah. the volume. No problem. Oh, that's better. Yeah, Christopher, because of the accent, it's hard to hear sometimes. Go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> it took t- 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 my friend here about five months to figure out what I was yeah. saying. Just like yeah. that, say. so, like, don't mm-hmm. feel bad. It took me like three months to understand what he was saying, and he still gets into moods where I'm just like, slow down. What'd you say? I thought it was an age thing with me. That's why I just asked for help to raise the volume, yeah. but that's okay. I get, I get, I get this all the time when we get when I view a lot of American guests and a lot of different guests. Oh, yeah. that can't understand a single word that I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah, they all yeah. say they love the accent, but they can't understand a single thing that comes out of his mouth. Yeah, especially down south, Louisiana and Georgia. Oh yeah. Florida even. Yeah. We've actually, I've actually got, we've actually got friends with Florida and hear some on sometimes, and they can't understand a single thing that I sure. say. Sure. Oh yeah. So, Patricia, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I guess the the um, the what do you call it brass tacks of of who I am yeah. and my bio is that I am somebody who does have abilities um yeah i know there are quite a few we all have psychic abilities we're born with that it's in our dna it's just to mm-hmm. what degree it's just like um swimming we all can swim but we're not all michael phelps we're not olympic yeah. yeah um when i was very young i um i had a an encounter where uh, my yeah. grandmother who was very near and dear to me and um, we lived with, because my dad, being the oldest son of five, I believe it was, um, <clears throat> you know, he took care of his mom. My grandfather died very young, so his job was to take care of his mother. And she lived with us and was extremely close to me in particular, well, to my sister as well. But I would say to me, um, when I was about five or six, I believe it was, something in, in that arena she passed away. I was the last person to see her because when my dad went to the hospital, she had already passed away. Hmm. 
about three days after, and I was devastated. Uh, as a young girl, you know, her bedroom was next to me. I used to sleep in her bedroom, uh, in her bed a lot. And um, and she was a, an exceedingly psychic woman. Uh, she would be considered a witch in today's yeah. time. And she uh, did both. I think she, when she liked you, she loved you. But when you did something wrong or harmed one of her family, um, she knew what to do to take care of you, if you will. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> anyways, about three or four days after she passed away, I was asleep. I woke up. It was about three in the morning. And I looked ahead, and I saw her. And this is a very weird thing to describe because I'm not sure I have the the exact picture. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. But it looked to me like it was almost a hologram. Uh, there was a freeway, a highway, no cars, nothing uh, on either side, desert. So no people, no cars, no no um, mechanisms of any kind. And she was walking in the middle of the highway towards me. And as soon as I saw her, I jumped out of bed and I I ran. But of course, you know, it was a closet. But I could yeah. have sworn that I saw what I saw. Anyway, I went to to grab her, and she said, no, uh, you cannot touch me. You cannot touch me. I have not yet risen. Um, mm-hmm. So at that time, I didn't know that spirits actually hover after they pass away, and she did. But uh, she, she had a message, and that was to take care of my dad. And, of course, my dad had, like, a succession of heart attacks after that. Yeah. And, uh, so that was a warning of some kind. Now, I went to my mother to explain, you know, the next morning to her what happened, and uh, she took a dim view. She, uh, being a staunch Catholic, she said, it's all your imagination, you were dreaming. And I said, I wasn't. I I jumped out of bed. Oh, no, I saw it. And I told her what I saw. No, 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 no. Never speak a word of this, especially to the nuns, because they'll cremate you, you know, if if they find out that, you know, that this household and everything. Because at that time... The religious were visiting in our in our home, uh, both the priest and the nuns. So um, that was the beginning. Now, when I was on, I've been on radio before uh, for ten years on the beat, which is a very popular station in Vancouver. And I'm always asked, you know, what was the sign? What was the signal? I always knew I was different from the other kids yes. in school. I stood out like a sore thumb. I didn't tell them a lot. I remember a few times saying things, and when it was a prediction and it came true, most of my friends were terrified. How did you know that? And I had to soft pedal. I had to come up with something that did not sound like I was out of this orbit. But um, then as I grew up, you know, I, I was very became very close to my uncle who opened up the UFO thing. And uh, we talked about Love Sang Rampa, 13th Candle, which is about ETs and about how um, I don't have to get into it because you can just look it up. But um, that really opened the door. And uh, ever since then, I have been extremely, I guess... Uh, intuitive is a, is is one way of looking at it, but I guess connected to the 
to the realms of light or uh, very connected to the spirit realm. I don't yeah. know how one would really say it, but in readings, that's what I do. I connect and then I tell them what they need to hear. Yeah. So, you know, see, that's in a nutshell. See when, see when you seen her on the highway, was there anything else? Was there anything when she was walking towards you on the highway? Was there anything either no. side? Was, there, was it just a road? It, all I saw was, I, it looked to me at that time from a five-year-old perspective to be yeah. concrete. There was a, a, a white line that divided yeah. the two lanes and she was walking towards me. And it was almost like she was not walking, but she was actually drifting. Her feet were on the ground. She was drifting toward me with this message. And this was something that has stuck with me for many, many years because as a mature woman now, you know, I, I do look back and and I wonder, was that a hologram that was given to me just to sort of settle me down because I was so distraught? What was it, you know? And it was it was comfort. It was love. It was warmth. So um, that was my, my first experience. That's very interesting. That I mean, what was did was the sky was the sky like maybe blue or was a was the sky black or did you, know you say it was daytime? No, it wasn't. It was like my surroundings. It was three o'clock in the morning. It was pitch dark, and she came out as a light towards me. She was moving towards mm-hmm. me, and maybe it was the Merkaba, the spirit body. You yeah. know, she was very evolved. So. You know, often the aura of, of somebody who's evolved does come through as luminous, uh, luminescent white light. Yes. Yeah. But it's very interesting you say it because it's, it's, I don't know, it's, I can see something. It's, it's weird. It's weird what I can see. Dakota, would you like to? It's well, I process this. Mm-hmm. It's funny you should say, you talk about the Neotanic, the soul light, the Merkaba, because mm-hmm. that's another topic that comes into UFO discussion quite a bit from what I've noticed, especially for races that are supposed to be particularly spiritual in nature. Mm -hmm. I mean, in in some cases, people can compare them to, like, Jedi for, you know, Star Wars nerds out there. Yes, yeah. Have you noticed kind of an overlap when it comes to the UFO and spiritual phenomenon? Mm. You know... I'm probably not going to be answering your question satisfactorily, but, you know, I've asked the energies why I don't have an encounter. You know, what's I, I'm looking all the time. I'm yeah. out there, you know, when it's a clear <clears throat> sky at night, uh, you know, sometimes not being able to sleep well, you know, I'll wake up and I'll, I'll be searching to see if I can see a light because in B.C., you know, we're, we're just very mm-hmm. close to the Pacific. There have been sightings, and, you know, I'm just shocked that I haven't. I asked my system, which are the uh, energies that give me the information that help people in readings, said your your Merkaba, your spirit, your aura is too strong for them to come through. Really? I I don't understand that, but that's what they said. They said your your, um, aura... Is, is just too strong to allow them to come in. It's quite interesting that it's, 
So what else does the spirits tell you? What else do the spirits tell you about the, what's around you and what's going on? Do they, do they well, know that? <clears throat> we're living in a very, it's an important time. And what they've told me is there's a reason for me incarnating at this time. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, before I incarnated, I sat down with a council of 12 and I, I tried to uh, figure out what my mission was going to be here on the earth plane. Mm-hmm. And I, the message was, I'm here to make a difference and I'm here to help people connect um, and not be afraid to connect. So long as they're connecting with the right, right frequency, because you know yes. that there are a lot of dark forces <laughs> out there that are just, you know, dying to have you know, yeah. to zap somebody who's a light server, a light worker, uh, put them mm-hmm. out of commission. But um, it's to bring hope because I don't know if you have it in the parts of the world that you're at in Scotland and in yeah. Idaho, but the suicide rate is off the charts. Yes. And yes. we have to so. be beacons or lighthouses. We've got to help these people because... Um, I've tried to do what I can, and unfortunately, I've been too late in some circumstances. But yes. um, there, there's this hopelessness, and I think mm-hmm. that's what my, you know, people say, well, what's your mission? Well, it's to help. It's to help uh, give them hope or, or just offer them some sort of a, um, what do you call it? A, um, I was going to say ripcord, but it's not that. It's, yeah. it's almost like a safety it's like a boy, like you're drowning and they throw you a safety uh, jacket or something to help them realize. Because we don't, you know, I mean, to, to take one's life is, is is a very serious matter. Because remember, it's breaking a contract. Yes. It's not judging those that have found themselves in a position where they just, yeah. you know, what's the point? You know, they, they just yeah. can't go on or go forward. But um, it is breaking a contract. Yes, I, I know they'll cross over and then they'll probably have to come back again Absolutely. and re, redo all of this. I mean, again. yeah, depression, depression. I've noticed to see, it especially in the paranormal field oh, and yes. the and the UFO field, depression. People that suffer from depression is absolutely terrible. Oh, terrible! Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really and is. And abductees, you know. Um, yes. That Barney and Betty Hill, you know, I think he took yeah. his life. Um, Barney, uh, um, the ones that um, the missing hours. Um, I, they were, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think a I know black, what you're talking about. a black man and a, um, a Caucasian so, lady that were married and. Uh, I think they were Buffalo, they were in Buffalo, New York, and they were coming into or going into Canada mm-hmm. or something, and they were taken by, uh, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, ETs that, um, yeah. and, and that is a legit case because uh-huh. um, yes. she was able mm-hmm. to to draw, you know, star patterns that she, she neither of them were educated, were, you know, to that degree. I, maybe she was, she was a social worker and he was, he was just a postie, mm. so he didn't really have the science. Uh, but she said that she didn't yeah. either. So yeah. they were able to draw star systems, and, mm-hmm. and it baffled, you know, yes. astronomers. Uh, because oh, it's, they, de- it's definitely very interesting. That. As I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. Betty and Barney Hill case, that's so high profile that 
former president Barack Obama, he runs a production company now, and it's my understanding he's putting together a documentary about it for Netflix. So That's that, right. no, I've had that. And yet, and yet, when he was questioned by one of the the hosts of late night television, he skirted hey. the question. They asked him. You can either confirm or deny that. Yeah, no, he didn't. He was on the fence. He should have been like Jimmy Carter before. You know, I mean, one of his platforms was, "I'm going to open Project Blue Book." He didn't, but you know, the thing is, I guess pressure was on him. The Congress was just maybe too uh, tight. Well, it's my understanding that back when Truman was in office, he Mm -hmm. started Majestic, and they kind of went rogue. Yeah. Yeah, they, they took over Area 51 and even implemented yeah. directives that mm-hmm. included political leader assassination should something ever try to stop yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like President Kennedy, there's meant to be documents out there where he had a speech where he was going to reveal to the world that the existence of our little friends from beyond and then something happened to him. Strange that, isn't it? I mean, it's... I think the world we're in, the world we're in is controlled by a lot of powerful people and a lot of greedy people. Well, look at John Mack. You know, he was struck down and they said, oh, it's just a hit and run, an accident. (laughs) Yeah. He was on the precipice of opening up all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, a Harvard graduate, a doctor and yeah. Yeah. I I think there's a lot of people that have just disappeared off the face of the earth that that have wanted to talk. I mean, who was that guy that disappeared? Dakota? It was out of Russia, was he? No, the one that was drawing all the stuff in his walls. He was, he was like a psychic. I thought that was communications. Was it out of France? The particular case you're talking about. But there is a Russian boy, Boris. Uh, I'm not even yeah, going to attempt to pronounce his last mm-hmm. name. Would be about the same age as me, but he was talking about civilizations on Mars that he used to be yeah. a part of. There was no war, but. Mm-hmm. He just hit him and his mother just disappeared out of the blue. The people oh, yeah. say he's still alive, but hit, living very, very remote. Uh-huh. It's it, it's quite interesting that what you tell us at the start of the show about the the road, the concrete road, because it stuck with me. I don't know. It's just something very unusual. I've heard of anything like that. Honestly, do you know what do you know what I've got for you? She says, What's "How that? do you know that you've not already experienced the visitation from them?" And that's oh, when you told the, me that from the eighties. Yeah. Well, How do you I know think... that was who she said she was? How do you not know it was yeah. them? I don't know because, um, I, you know, I've told you that they said that you know my my um, energy field is too strong, but um, I, I what I failed to disclose is that when I was in my 20s, I was just married, um, yeah. I did have a visitation of two. They weren't Pleiadians. They were not greys. They were they were very close to humanoid. Um, and yeah. What did they look very, like? What did they, what did they look like? They were in, uh, both had spacesuits, uh, not, you know, I mean, almost to the body. Not read thin like you see with some in some cases with the aliens that are just skeletal. No, these were not. They were more, um, they could have been hybrids, but I don't know. I I didn't see the faces because they kept the helmets on very close to the body. Nothing bulky like, you know, Apollo 13 or anything like that. These were like streamlined. 
suits yeah. and uh, they appeared at the they were in the room the bedroom and my husband was asleep and I turned to see you know if he could see what I was seeing and he was no. frozen he was frozen yeah. he he was absolutely like you know ketamine can anesthesia you, and can you remember talked, the color of the suits because you can um, usually tell who they are like a, a grayish metallic because you know no lights on but you know as best I could see this was the Chris. early hour. Could have been two in the morning perhaps but telepathically I asked them who are you and they said we are travelers space travelers they yeah. were neither friendly or hostile but they scared me yeah. I was terrified and um, I I didn't have a very long encounter because I was so scared I didn't know what to do and the first thought was um, do you know the master Jesus the Christ and when I said that uh, one of them communicated to me yes mm. we know him and bang they were gone That's we know him or know of him the master Jesus yeah that was the only defense I had because I didn't know what they were going to do they were just standing there one behind the other or, or to the side at the edge of the bed and it was like they were walking to the south part of the ha of of the lot which no in the room that is but um that was one encounter that i had and and that scared me and that was about it mm. until i had another situation um where it was a mantis okay that called Regus. Uh, and I asked, right. where, where are you from? And he said, Regulus. And I said, um, what, what, are you, what is your mission? What do you do here? And he said, we are scientists. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are here to promote something. I don't know, growth or energy or I don't know what. But what I got the sense with him was that everything about them was science and yeah. I asked about mm -hmm. you know why are you connecting with me of all people and they he said you're you would not be horrified or you're accepting or you're an empath or your compassion your your empathy and I said well that's interesting you know don't you can how do you connect you said in this race in this species we have no emotion we don't have any facility it's just straight mm -hmm. science and that's about all I I have from Regulus or Regus yeah. rather but um you know that and and it's just like Dakota mentioned they're yeah. invisible you know they can dematerialize that's oh, yeah. that's, that's where yeah. um you know they can just I appear mean, and disappear yeah. well this is it there is a portal that they use and um they're they're scientists so they they know about the speed of light about the speed of sound the various colors that yeah. you go through to exceed the speed of light and yes. sound you know they're masters uh, the, you know they're they definitely masters the vibration of the body you know mm -hmm. yeah they're definitely masters that they can take someone out of a house without anyone noticing and then put them back I think, again. I agree. I yeah. think that that, that yeah. is very possible. Yeah. Yeah. And people, people, a lot of people wonder, oh, how, how is it possible that I'm getting abducted, but I've got security cameras and my doors are all locked and stuff because they're 
taking you through like solid walls and stuff oh, yeah. like that. That's what they, they do. Can There's, be material, yeah. 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 Doesn't matter like if you put your yeah. We're integrated because yes. we're in the three D, we're flesh. <laughs> but they've got that facility of mastery where they can yes. go through dimensions. You know, I mean yes. I don't know of too many people that have that gift. But, you know, certainly I don't, but you know, I'm I'm connected, I'm interested. I think they're interested in you because you've got a lot of power in about you. Do you know that? I think I think this I think and this is weird, I don't know where this is coming from, but that is weird. I think your journey's just beginning. It could be. I think it's yeah. just beginning right now. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm I'm definitely open and interested, but you know, we we have to I mean, this is why I love this show because I can open up, but I certainly can't yeah. talk about this too. The majority of people I know, you know, the, the world even is even a in readings, I, I can't talk no. about that. Pardon the, me. The, the world is a strange place. People don't believe things, but people are starting to believe things now because they're starting to see it on lives on the mainstream news and stuff like that. They all think there's well, UFOs and stuff like that, and things are taking it more seriously now. I think the will come, and I think the will show themselves, but I think it'll be a little longer yet. Because I mm-hmm. think they have to have the, they have to have the people there yeah. that believe in them to help mm-hmm. them integrate into mm-hmm. your society. Because mm-hmm. if they just turned up in force, I think well, the people would be running about screaming and shouting and probably try to shoot at them. Dakota, what's your thoughts on that? What would happen if they just appeared one day? Well, there's several people who claim to have government insiders and. I know everybody points to, you know, CIA being the big bad that, you know, behind all the assassinations and government takeovers, but even people within the CIA are, they know that it's coming, but they're genuinely afraid to see what happens because so many people still cling on to religion and their own ideals. I mean, just go on to social media nowadays to see how easy it is to set off a group of people. They're afraid that they're going to have a repeat of like back what happened in 2012 when NASA's having to put out statements saying, no, it's not the end of the world because so many people were calling into them basically saying, if the world's going to end, what's the point in me just sticking around? Mm Mm-hmm. See, what's, what's, what's made it worse, what's made it worse is the movie industry for the younger generation, the ones that have mm-hmm. grew over the years to think that every alien is out to eat you. Right. True. Yeah. Well, you know, that situation, <clears throat> I, f- I think it was Rwanda where uh, a craft landed in that That's right. a school, a school um, gr- the grounds. It's not a parking lot or a, I guess it would be a field. And the aliens came out, and there were about six or seven of them, and they communicated with the children. And yeah. and the children were tested and beyond tested, and they all drew the same things, even though they were in yeah. separate rooms. And um, and it was like, you know, we come in peace. And, and you know, yeah. of course, we know that Rwanda is a war-torn country, and shortly after that happened, the Tutsis and the Sudis or whatever were killing themselves beyond description. I mean, they probably have a pretty good insight to how destructive the human is. And I think, um, you know, something that I was amazed at was uh, the Tic Tac situation with the SS Nemets. 
because there you've got, you know, these trained naval captains and, Mm -hmm. you know, people that are really, you know, schooled in radar and and they could not explain what was going on. What they did say was that there was intelligence there because with all their might, you know, and with the F-16 fighter planes, they cannot and could not bring a spacecraft down because, you know, these guys are far beyond our capacity to, you know, they reach, you know, 5,000, you know, speeds of 5,000 that goes beyond the speed of sound and light. So, you know, I think there's, there's, uh, there's something there. Because that's on record. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's like what's happened in Alaska last Mm -hmm. night. People, people are saying that it was a UFO. Look, this is my problem with that. The extraterrestrials that are visiting us are extremely advanced, right? Oh, yeah. Now, for that, for them to allow that to happen, we don't have the weapon mm-hmm. facilities to do that. If they have shot that a UFO down, mm-hmm. the whoever owns that UFO is let it happen. Mm-hmm. Deliberately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deliberately, yeah. And it's maybe part of disclosure. It's maybe, they're maybe working with mm-hmm. the, the Federation yeah. or whatever, and they've maybe decided, oh, we'll put a ship in orbit and we'll turn the shields off, shoot it down, and that'll help you do disclosure. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. I don't know. But the technology these things have got, they've got ships that can travel under the water oh, I thousands know. and thousands of miles per hour without... Yeah. It's amazing. Well, that was the thing with the Tic Tac because they were trying to mm-hmm. you know, clock these, and, and there were like 10 of them. And they were all in very intelligent formations. And they did go beneath the sea. And then they shot yes. up. And that's what they yeah. can't understand. We're hearing more and more about that, about oh, yeah. uh, UFOs that are actually going underwater. So yeah. there, there must be a portal there as well to yeah. allow them have entry you, into this dimension. Have you ever thought about getting regression therapy? To see... Uh, Say the word before therapy, please. <laughs> regression. Regression. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing it? I don't really. I've had it done. Um, in, right. I've had it done by somebody, and uh, I don't need another a person doing it because I've already been shown it. Right. I've been shown the lives that are, are uh, particular to what I'm doing here. Some of them oh. are not. Important, they've told me, but uh, the ones that were crucial or critical um, have come to light, and that's done through meditation. You know, you can meditate and ask mm-hmm. for the spirit realms to to guide you through, uh, you know, a succession of lifetimes that are pertinent to to the one mm-hmm. today, to the one mm-hmm. we live today. Yeah. Do you think you've ever maybe played a part in an alien? Uh, it's very likely because to be this open you know to to be um you know just to align so much with it i would have to say there has to be something you know and and this goes back thousands of years i mean ancient egypt it could be in babylon chaldea could be syria could be any of damascus any of those places yeah uh, you know, I mean, look at the, the art, you know, in the 1500s. A lot of uh, the Renaissance paintings show craft in the sky. Right. And, you know, that was before planes and helicopters <clears throat> and all this stuff. And even uh, Leonardo da Vinci, to come up with his ideas, don't you think he was 
guided? His hand was guided yes. by some an encounter? Mm-hmm. I think he's maybe witnessed something. I think he's maybe witnessed. And he's mm-hmm. maybe been showing stuff deliberately. The same as Nostradamus. Maybe he's been showing stuff. That yes. if man keeps going on the road it's on, this yeah. is where it could go. It's maybe not come true, but it's where it could where it could go if they keep yeah. on the road to go. That's true. Yeah, no, there's certainly a lot of evidence that says that maybe they didn't realize that at the time, but something, they had to get their ideas from somewhere, and Nostradamus in particular, yeah. he wasn't against any form of experimentation to try to f- expand on his ability. No. That's great. That's very true. Yeah. And Galileo, too, you know, I that, mean, yeah. a lot of these thinkers that are way beyond, and then you know, being thrown in jail because he, his uh, idea of, you know, the way the solar system operates, you know, it does move. And and the church and yeah. state trying to quash whatever his belief was, because yeah. what did it do? It threatened the establishment. Exactly. That's, see, that's, that's, that's what happened. And even where, I mean, that's what happened in the days. You came out against the thing and the religion, the church especially, shut you down. That's right. You know? I mean, Nostradamus was the same. Nostradamus mm-hmm. would heal people with like herbs and stuff like that. Absolutely. But the church hated him. The church yeah. absolutely hated him because he actually cured a lot of people. And well, it wasn't get, God's will. I get into arguments a lot with a lot of the religious people. Yeah. Because yeah. I think this is what I do is, yeah. you know, the dark side. And it's not. And it's I cool. told them, I said, you know, I've told them many times that Jesus was the greatest psychic that ever lived. Yes. He by his death. You know, he, he uh, told the woman at the well that she had four husbands. I mean, it goes yes. on and on. Uh, you know, he had abilities, and maybe he had an ET connection as well. Yeah, because, I think uh, he did. When he went to the mountain and he saw Elijah and, and the uh, other, what was it, uh, Elijah and two others that he saw, um, that could have been an, a UFO encounter yes. where, you know, they levitated him up and they communicated with him or gave him some other powers. Yeah. Yes. So it, uh, there, yeah. there is a, there, there could very likely be, you know, an ET connection there. Well, that would blow the... the a lot the, of angels, a lot of the people thought were angels, but actually ETs. Yeah. It's um, possible. Yeah. Actually, you've got a good theory about this, about that... What's the theory you've got about this? The quote was uh, Adam and Eve. Um, it's actually quite interesting. The to, quote is about who Adam really was. Oh, and go ahead. Okay, go okay. ahead, uh, Dakota. Sorry, I thought. Yeah. Chris is getting awfully jumped up tonight, from what I've noticed. But I'm not not exactly sure which theory he's talking about because one in particular actually caused some people to go mm-hmm. receive some pretty intense harm to where they right. had to get help. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I well, think, I, yeah. yeah. I've always got to just, oh, sorry, when you go. No, I, I'd like to hear what you have to say. <laughs> no, I've always, always got to say is that in the Bible there's a lot of like reference to a lot of like UFO things and a lot yeah. of what people the witnessed in that. Wheel. Yes, exactly. But you know, exactly. I'm, I'm going to be, you know, crucified for saying this but you know the belief of of Lobsang Rampa who is a very evolved 
seer was, and I, I tend to cotton on to this, is that I don't subscribe to Adam and Eve. I think the ETs planted various races here. And um, Earth, yeah. the reason why they're visiting Earth so much is because this is their experiment. And it's like they know that if we blow this place to pieces, which I don't foresee happening, um, because I do believe in world without end, amen, but I feel that they're very concerned about, uh, you know, random acts. And in the past, there have been just about DEFCON 4s. And, right. and there, there are records that support the fact that um, the missiles that were fired were had they, they shot up with all intention of, you know, hitting a target. And they were dissipated by some unknown known force. And um, <clears throat> there is even records that say that in the United States, I forget where exactly it is, um, it's one of the bases, the nuclear bases. Uh, they did some tests. And um, in one case, everything shut down. People saw lights in the sky. They saw what they thought were triangular objects, and they disappeared. And then uh, those working for the government, and it wasn't NASA, it was something else, not the CIA, but some other agency that, you know, is top secret. Um, they said that they couldn't, they couldn't uh, give an explanation for that, how all systems were shut, shut down for no oh, reason. Yeah. They couldn't open anything. Yeah. And that was where, you know, the ETs having, um, <clears throat> you know, closely al uh, aligned with us uh, just to prevent a nuclear disaster did it. I mean, I don't, I can't understand the Chernobyl I, I, because I would have thought they would have done something there and it caused so much destruction. But maybe it wasn't as final as something as terrible as a nuclear strike. And you Which Nostradamus predicts is going to come out of Iran. So, you know, and it's going to go to New York. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's what, uh, by a long range missile. Well, Chernobyl, there wasn't exactly an incident where, you know, it was a direct threat. Yeah, it was a threat to life, but it wasn't it likely was, to spiral exactly. into, oh, a war, more like civilization. Yeah, exactly. And by all accounts, a lot of the ETs up there, they said, if you're going to fight, you're going to stay in your corner. You come mm -hmm. up here, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it is funny you mentioned yeah. the nuclear lab. So I actually had an aunt who was a technician at the nuclear lab here in Idaho. And she okay. told me that UFO sightings were such a common occurrence that they would just look out the window, yeah. see them outside, wave, then go about their day. Okay. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Just yeah. look at Fukushima. Look at look at Fukushima before the yeah. before That's the earthquake. Good, yeah. Yeah. Nuclear meltdown. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The UFOs were off the scale. The UFO sightings were off the the scale before the the tsunami hit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. they knew something was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever find that curious that UFOs have got an awful like weirdness the turn up to places before something happens and after something happens is as if yeah. tourists wanting to see what happened mm -hmm. it's strange 
Well, they they have insights, and maybe they they do see the future, you know. And I guess they mm-hmm. can because if they can go through time warps and get here, you know, yeah. uh, which is supposed to take by human calculations hundreds of thousands of years, and yet they can come in a soundbite. It tells you a lot about their the intelligence and sophistication of their technology that they're so yeah. advanced, so well beyond what we can even conceive mm-hmm. of that. They can do things that certainly we we just don't have the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Travis Walton thing was interesting. Fire in the sky. Yes, that was. Do you remember that one? Because those yes. guys were, you know, they were just out looking at uh, or camping or doing something. Like, or no, he's he was a tree feller or something like that. He was working for a company that uh, mm-hmm. cuts trees down and that and. He was taken for four days, so that would have been an interesting account. I mean, the movie's horrific. Yeah, the movie's the movie, horrific yeah. when they wake up and yeah, when they wake up yeah. inside and stuff like that. That's. I hope that never happens to me, but that that was horrific. If that is what yeah. it was like. Well, yeah. you know, um, I've I've watched a few clips on unsolved mysteries, and <clears throat> that part is pretty terrifying. Where you know humans are taken against their will. And um, and they're told, you know, you know, stop fussing. You you know that we don't hurt you. We know you bring you back. We know that, uh, or you know, we bring you back. Um, mm-hmm. And and certainly they were all brought back and carefully so. But there has to be a pattern. In a lot of cases, they've been taken before. You know, even when they were like very young, and they might not have had clear yes. memories. It's maybe a generational oh, yeah. thing. It's maybe like a generational it, thing that yeah, their mother and their mother's been took. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, a really good one on Unsolved Mysteries about that. So that would be, uh, you know, a, a something to explore. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a little bit about the spirit world? What's, how do you see the spirit world? The spirit world. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm actually, I don't see the spirits. I feel them. So yeah. I'm a clairsentient. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I guess clairvoyance is in seeing and clairaudient is in hearing. Yes. And I do hear. I, I definitely do hear, um, you know, messages, etc. Yeah. But I don't see them in form. I don't see right. the silhouette. I, I feel, and right. when I feel, it's usually the crown chakra. It's up here. I feel sensations, or I, I just feel a presence in the room, um, mm-hmm. but I don't see them. I don't actually see a form. It's very interesting that because that's how I can see them too. That's how I I feel them. I, it's it's hard for me. I don't see them. Mm-hmm. But I can feel them. That's yeah, you know, I've asked, and they said we don't want you know make you afraid we don't want to cause you fear mm. um, but we're using a different platform to do it you know we're yeah. using the agency of of, of you know ex- your sensory extrasensory perception and and that is one of the senses is, is being able to yeah. to feel so i feel the vibration i and of course when they come in a room you can feel it because the chemistry changes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. and you can just sort of get that sensation that there's it, something here. 
I've noticed, I've noticed that the ETs share a similarity. Some of them, some of them are share the same kind of feeling. You'll, you'll feel that something's around you, mm-hmm. like a spirit, but they're a wee bit more. There's something to them that they're, they're just different because obviously they're, they're alive. They're not dead. They're, there's just that yeah. factor with them. What do this? Do the spirits ever tell you anything about our little friends? Or well, little, some of them are big. Uh, ETs. The ETs. Um, <clears throat> the only thing that I I do get from them is that, you know, this is a reality, and um, you know, it is part of the universe. It's it's part of the complexity of the universe, and there are many many life forms, probably thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of different intelligences that we have. Um, but you know, whenever I've I've asked, and it's more curiosity. They always bring me back to, you know, like, you know, focus on what you need to do here and now. Um, you know, as far as they're concerned, yeah, they are there, and they do come through, and they have to follow cosmic law in yeah. order to come through. You know, there's a system because there's a governance, and it's like somebody said to me the other day, like, who do you report to? And somebody said, we all have a boss. And they have a boss. So they have to report to a higher hierarchy of intelligence. So uh, that's what I would think is that, um, you know, we, they don't want me to go too off in, onto a, another tangent somehow. They want me to focus in on what I'm here to do. So, yeah. Uh, definitely. I've noticed that in some of the paranormal investigations that I've been on and as well as with some of the people we've networked with that they go to try to ask questions about what it's like on the afterlife. And I've even gotten this from, you know, relatives who have passed on, you know, mm-hmm. they're willing to tell me, Oh, say like my late grandfather, he passed a cancer. The first thing he obsessed over when he crossed over was that his hair grew back. So he, <laughs> he was pretty happy about that. Yeah. But, but as far as like the real mechanics about how everything works on the other side, it's like, like you should remember you've been here before and there's been incidents where I was in such a bad medical condition where I do remember kind of family reunions on the other side, but they happened in such an incident. But as far as actually how everything works over there is like, there's something over here that will I will get in trouble if I tell you too much. So I was like, "You're, you're very uh, Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what they do to me too. They say we're not going to tell you at this time, <clears throat> and I've had that happen where I've asked I've repeatedly about some things, and can you help me with this or can you tell me? And they say it's not for you to know at this time. So you know they they are obedient to the voice that that guides them as I'm supposed to be obedient to the voice that guides me, the inner higher voice, higher intelligence, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, and that is to do good, to, to do no harm and to, to help people align themselves and not be fearful of the spirit realm and, and not to negate the fact that we all have uh, spirit helpers, energies around us that are trying to guide us or to signal things that, you know, they, they want us to learn from. Now, when it comes to karmic lessons, that's when they keep their nose out of your business because mm-hmm. I've asked them many times, and I know I've, I've done seminars with John Edward, and 
in my opinion, he's the best psychic around. Um, mm -hmm. He's the author of Crossing Over, and he had television shows. But, you know, as soon as um, the producers told him, now nah, you got to get into more of the scary stuff, you know, and he said, yeah, but that's not what I'm all about. That's when they canceled the series. Um, you know, I said to him, you know, do you have any regrets? And he said, yeah, I'm psychic. Why didn't I see my mother's cancer? You know, I could have seized her. You know, she didn't have to die that young. And so, you know, asking the energies about that, they say that there are certain lessons that we've come here to to learn and to benefit from, to to allow the soul to evolve. And, yeah. um, you know, for that, they, they stay out of your way. And, yeah. you know, the good, bad, and indifferent, because, you know, certainly I've made a lot of mistakes and suffered for them. Um, but what have I, you know, they always say to me, ask yourself, what's the takeaway? What have you learned from it? Okay, well, I've learned to, you know, not speak without thinking about what I'm going to say before I do, because I know once I commit it to the ethers, it's not going to yeah. just disappear. It's going to stay around and then float around. And, you know, I can't take that back. So we have to be mindful of the lessons that we're here to learn. And uh, that's why we have incarnated ultimately, yeah. is to perfect ourselves. To We didn't get it right in the prior one, the prior incarnation, but this mm -hmm. is a chance for us to get it right in this dimension. And remember, we can't say, oh, well, I'll do it in the next dimension. It doesn't happen that way. What we need to do, we need to work on it in the here and now, because this is... Yeah the advantage of the th third dimension as opposed to the fifth or the sixth. I, we, before we came here, we agreed to a kind of, uh, 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 kind of script of some kind that we must abide by. We must follow it. And if we, we go for it in any way, we probably need to come back and do it over again until we get it right. That's, that's right. That's, yeah. That's well, that often I've, happens yeah. with suicide cases, is that yes. they have to incarnate, because they owe that time. <clears throat> now, I was talking to a lady, and she said, how could that four-year-old die? You know, how can a four-year-old yeah. have cancer, a neuroblastoma, you know, yeah. and die? And I said, the only thing that I can tell you, and it's not going to console you, is the energies have told me that that soul owed four more years four more earth years to complete a cycle, maybe, a, a, you know, a realm of awareness of some kind, and they needed to pay back that four years. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not consolement to the, uh, consolation to the parents, obviously, but when you look at it in a universal truth perspective, it makes sense. Yeah. They've had to come back and experience that. That's that's that, that's what they were. It's like it's like you know you're dying of cancer, but you kill yourself because you're you're afraid of dying a painful death. But then when you get to the other side, why did you kill yourself? But, but I was dying anyway. They said no, 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 no. You have to go back and you have to live through that amount of time. Yeah. Before you well, come back again. A lot of a lot of the messages that I've been getting about, you know, what are we here to do? Um, you wouldn't believe it, but what comes through is we have to learn to love ourselves. I thought it was, oh, you know, my mission is to do da-da-da-da-da. No, it's to learn to love ourselves. And that seems to be the hardest 
thing to do because a lot of us have self-loathing, you know, that we're disgusting or we did a disgusting thing in a previous life. How could I have abandoned my children? How could I have taken that boat in the Titanic and let those poor people, you know, that were screaming, please take us, you know, not come on, you know. We have a lot of recriminations and we have to learn to forgive ourselves and in forgiving ourselves, that's where the love comes in. And with the ETs, you know, that's a very difficult concept because I don't hear a lot about love with ETs. You know, I don't hear a lot of, you know, because I follow a lot of abductees and their reports and, uh, you know, John Mack was such a, a foremost psychiatrist because he yeah. regressed a lot of abductees and learned tremendous things about what these people gleaned, you know, while they were yeah. aboard a spacecraft or being, di- you know, examined on the uh, ex- examination table and blood taken out or, you know, uh, an embryo planted and all this other stuff. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And, Some and, of the ETs are very loving. Some of them are. I know mm-hmm. the ones that come to me are very loving, very caring. I don't totally know so about that stuff because he's actually got quite mm-hmm. an interesting story about it. As, oh, as I'd love to hear because I don't hear as much about that. Well, it's honestly a story that's still kind of evolving. So, mm-hmm. but short version is, <clears throat> well, I have hybrid children with mm-hmm. a, a Pleiadian woman. Okay. And from the work we've done, apparently I actually used to be an officer. Well, probably still am in a way. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still a little hazy on how that situation works. But my wife and I were both officers with the Galactic Federation. Okay. So we take incarnation cycles to kind of work from the ground floor type thing. Mm -hmm. So that's an oversimplification of it. But Mm -hmm. it, it is a situation where... I was told that technically I'm not supposed to know, but mm-hmm. rules got bent in order to save my life down here to make sure I was had a reason to still fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's just, well, you know, what I was going to tell you is that you know part of what I do in readings is I I look at people's past lives and <clears throat> I read their auras and. Uh, and whatever comes through comes through for the highest good. But when I see you two and you were, I was asking you questions like, how did you meet us? What I'm getting with you two is that you've been together many times in previous lives, but what was yes. coming through is soldiers. You know, you were, you know, the first world war, you were soldiers and maybe perhaps in the second world war. And um, you weren't related, but you were brothers in arms. And I think you were brought together somehow to open this discussion up, you know, about the Galactic Alliance and all the ET stuff and the realms of spirit, things that are very science-based, but people, you know, tend to push it to the side because it's just too overwhelming. But, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure that you were together during the time of the Enlightenment where, you know, if you you were persecuted, if you, you know, questioned the authority, yeah. and I, I got the sense that both of you might have been either in, in England or France at some time where you were called to book, you know, to, to account for, um, you know, what do you mean by that, or if you were challenging authority, and I see today, here you've got okay. this, this podcast where you're opening up the lines of communication where people yeah. are, you know, you know um, barring hateful speech, you know, we're talking about 
an interesting topic, which happens yes. to be real. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, you're not muzzled anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, so. I, I mean, in my previous life, I don't know who I was in my previous lives, because that's, obviously you forget. Oh, obviously totally, forget. yeah. But I do, I do know I'm not originally from this plane. Mm -hmm. I'm not originally from this world. Uh -huh. I'm from somewhere else. Yeah. And I knew him. I knew I did know him. Yeah. From but he's different species for me. He's yeah. uh, I think he's Palladian, to be purely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but I'm yeah. I'm I'm a I'm for a different type of race. Uh, Elena actually talked about it the mm -hmm. last week. Um I do know what you're talking about. That my, maybe in my soul in this plane, maybe mm -hmm. I was a soldier because I do have that kind of soldier kind of way about me. I have had readings before, and I have had people tell me you were a soldier, but you maybe knowing this plane existence, you might have been, you know, warring yeah. against another empire that tried to overtake your planet. Yes. Yeah, and I would be open to that thought, sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think, That's... you know, you come with that armor with you and, and you're fighting for freedom and freedom yes. to speak your mind and to, to say, look, I, I see it as this way. And, you know, if you want to challenge it, fine, but this is my perspective. Yeah. Well, that yeah. certainly explains why we've been butting heads with certain people lately. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely. <laughs> I think we've got a long way to go. We've got a long, long way to go with the way the world is. Yes. And I don't think, when we're long gone, I think there'll be others in our place. That you mm -hmm. never know, we might be reincarnated again, made to come back here again. Could and be. They yeah. are again. And I hope not, because I, I don't really want to come back, to be pure honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, I would rather be born in a different world or something like that. But it, the world needs to wake up to the truth so there's a lot of false stories out there now, and there's a lot of bad things happening to the world right now and it, oh, needs, totally. to wake up soon. it needs to wake up soon before it's too late I'm going to tell you something before you close I don't know if we've <clears> got time but um, I've done seminars with James von Prague and mm -hmm. he said that he was part of an amalgamation that went to um, see the Phoenix Lights yeah. He lives in Laguna in California, but, mm -hmm. you know, often he does these, these talks and that. And, you know, the lights had come. And even that that uh, senator who supported them, and then when, you know, his, he got wrapped on the knuckles for, you know, being a kook, he denied it, which was so disgusted. I forget his name. Yeah. He was the governor of Phoenix, of uh, Arizona. I think I know what you're talking about. I've seen yeah, I forget his name, but he, you know, he did another, you know, oh, well, mm -hmm. you know, just kidding and that kind of thing. And yet he, he saw them, you know, he witnessed yeah. them. And he said, these are not, you know, the military. They're not our, our Air Force or anything like that. Um, James von Prague went with this group and uh, they did a meditation and they called on on the um, the ETs to come forward and identify themselves and he made a connection uh, by way of the six or seven people present where you know uh, they raised the rate of vibration so powerfully mm -hmm. that they were able to connect with one of the members of the, the ET the, the craft that was yeah. hovering and he identified himself as a Pleiadian 
and uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the question was why what are you doing here and they said um, that they're just checking on us they're they're making sure that we're safe and then to make sure and I don't know what tests were done at that time I mean it, it, there's a lot of desert there but there must be a lot of radioactivity Mm-hmm. And, you know, the red rock does draw a lot. It's a vortex, so it draws a lot of ancient powers mm-hmm. there from the Zunis, Hopis, you know, yeah, Apache yeah. Indians mm-hmm. and such. Could have been a burial ground where they were. Yeah. But anyway, he, he conversed with the Pleiadian, and the Pleiadian said, um, tell me, you humans have a thing called love. And they said, yes. And he says, well, why don't you use it? Why? Why more? Why don't you use love? Why don't you use that facility, that emotion? We don't have it, but you do, and that can heal a lot of conflict in the world. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, he was right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that is a very good point. That's been something mm-hmm. I was in seeing myself with my own little contact experiments. Is that in my situation? I've gone to people who have researched the UFO phenomenon for longer than I've been alive, and I tell them everything that's been going on with me, and they're, mm-hmm. they get shocked because yeah. the line of communication is so frequent that, well, it basically comes down to my kids, as much as I'm wanting to mm-hmm. go up and see them, apparently they're wanting to come down and see me, and that's why they've tried to take the positions that they have, because that was their best chance. Yeah. But honestly, with that level of love to where they've done the things they've done to where they've practically brought me back from the dead because mm-hmm. they got so concerned about me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if humans actually express that and weren't just so easily manipulated into fear, which let's face it, the situation in the world nowadays, it definitely does feel like something's trying to instill that in order to regain control. Mm -hmm. But if people really understood the beauty and all of it that's coming, we we wouldn't have to worry about whether or not our loved ones are about to take their own life. Oh, if, only we, if only we could all love each other like we're meant to, the, this world would just be so amazing. Mm-hmm. No wars, no pollution, we'd probably all a better technology. Mm-hmm. We'd probably be among the stars right now if if we'd started in the 1950s, if we'd started then. Yeah, yeah. Nah. Yeah, it's a, I think, you know, with the ETs, I think it's the poisoning of the earth that, that concerns them the most. Because, um, you know, they are taking samples of water. They're taking samples, you know, the the cattle mutilations and all that. They're taking samples of that. But, you know, um, something I was going to ask you about, mm-hmm. if you ever hear about the binary code thing. Yeah. The, the, O-1, the O-1, O-O-1, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that situation in, with, in that uh, naval base there in England. British, something like that where they were called out to they they saw lights etc and actually something really phenomenal happened because when he got close to the craft he saw the binary code on mm-hmm. the craft that had landed yeah. 0100101 you know and that kind of thing yeah. and that computes to 
something that I guess only a physicist would be able to to answer. But um, the UFO, the UFO that went to Rensselaer Forest. Mm-hmm. I don't think it had any inhabitants. To be purely honest with you, I think okay. it was automated. I think it was. I think I don't know if it was a, a part of artificial intelligence. I don't think it was controlled. I think okay. it was sent there for a reason. I think it was sent there for a reason, maybe to spy mm-hmm. on the base or maybe to yeah. do something out of the ordinary. <clears throat> and I don't think it expected to meet those people, but mm-hmm. then it did meet those people. And the yeah. only way it knew how to communicate was to use that binary. Because I so think they it could was, have yeah. used a hologram to do that too, because um, mm-hmm. the uh, the the um, the occupants apparently were not physical. They were um, they were like almost they had different spirit bodies, or they yeah, used to call it ascension bodies, mm-hmm. but they they weren't physical. They weren't like flesh and blood. They were like no, uh, they don't opaque or something because they saw them like they were simmering show- silhouettes yeah. but uh, yeah because the guy said that his life was changed forever after that you have to remember at that at that time in the 1980s at that time and stuff like that in the 90s and stuff it was kind of dangerous for them to come down right so the, a lot of the ships they would send a lot of the ships they would send were unmanned right mm-hmm. and the maybe were somewhere near the moon uh, when mm-hmm. they were controlling them, right? And you know what? Ha- look what happened to Roswell. Look what happened oh, to the yeah. little guy that, well, his friends died and the rest of them. You know, mm-hmm. that's where we get our technology from. That's where all this technology comes from. All mm-hmm. back engineered. And of course, the Harriers. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know the way the future is going to end, but hopefully, it'll get better soon. You know, got... Yeah, all those prototypes are in somewhere in a hangar <clears throat> in Area 51. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. They've been stripped down and re-engineered. I can mm-hmm. possibly say that. Dakota, before the end of the show, would you like to say anything? No, I do want to say thank you for coming on, Patricia, and thank you to your friend Monica for filling out the form. Oh, yeah. That, to Monica help get great. you on. <laughs> she definitely seemed to be interested by our interview with uh, Elena Dina. It oh, loved yeah. it, yeah. Elena's an, an amazing person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's helped us uh, out with a lot of uh, our own exploits, and it turns out apparently I met her before I came to Earth. Of course. There's some days I still wish that saying stuff like that landed me in a straitjacket. He <laughs> <laughs> can still end up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I do want to say thank you for coming on tonight. It definitely oh, thanks for having me. It definitely gives you something to think about, you know. That's mm-hmm. honestly, I love when we have these types of episodes where you can't help but stop and think about everything that got brought up. And honestly, if anybody wants to check her out, nice. for those of you watching this through video, there's her website right there. It should be in the description for all on the audio side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll be on Virgin Radio on uh, February 14th at 7.30, I think it is, 7.35 with Nira and uh, Holly, Ryan. And mm. I'm going to be talking about Twin Flames and Soulmates for help, for uh, Valentine's mm. Day. I, I, oh, I've been on the radio quite a bit, uh, that particular station. Um, but with COVID, I wasn't able to because, yeah. you know. 
they yeah. were very, very careful. But um, yeah. yeah, I usually go on Halloween, and and after uh, this one, I'm going to tell them that I'm going to do something on indigo children. So we'll mm-hmm. see how that yeah, is. Yeah, that's first Yeah. Well, I would like to thank you for coming on. And Dakota, thank do you have any you. news about tomorrow night? What's what we're talking subject tomorrow night? Well, being that we've had so many new people come on board, I thought Chris and I should finally take an episode where we answer some of the questions we constantly get so that way, mm. you know, people can actually understand, you know, how we work a little bit more. And I don't know, being that we started doing the pre-recorded format, maybe that's something we should maybe do like every other month, you know, just to kind of address questions just so people know we're not ignoring them. <laughs> we just had to rearrange things, you know, <laughs> in order to make these a little easier on us. That's all it is, people. <laughs> we do get a lot of questions and stuff, so we'll answer. We'll do our best to answer them tomorrow. So I would like to say again, thank you, Patricia. And the oh, links are in the chat, guys. Could you please check it out? And thank you very much. And I hope you well in your interviews in Virgin. That will be yeah. very interesting, that. Yeah. I was happy to be on. Yeah. And we'll have to have you back sometime. Thank you very much for coming. (laughs) So, catch you all later, dudes, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Okay, bye-bye. Stay safe out there.